Hi guys, welcome to the night shift. Welcome back to the night shift. Also, I want to give a special welcome back to my fellow Gen Z kids. And that is for a very important reason because today's episode is centered around our generation. Um, Not that no one else can listen to this episode. Maybe it would be nice to hear from a different age group how we think. And I will explain the entire episode and everything. But as an introduction, if you don't know Gen Z, Gen Z is... uh, a generational age group and they are born between 1997 and 2012-2015 so it's people who are currently between the ages of 6 and 24 and then after gen z comes millennials um which i won't really get into um but today is centered around gen z how we think and I will talk about how this episode came about. So, I was watching Trevor Noah the other day. And as we all know, because of this little this little pandemic that we're going through, there aren't many comedy shows happening. Um, and outside of there being no comedy shows happening, there's been a lot of talk about a lot of topics. Um, you know, a lot of new terms have come up lately, such as... Uh, different terms in terms of sexuality, religion, race. Just so many new concepts have come about and so many new new things to learn. And we've been told that there are now new things we cannot say, we can say what's good, what's bad. And so I just thought about the impact that that has on the comedy field. Um, I don't know any comedians, but I do appreciate it. One of my favorite comedians is Trevor Noah, who is the person I was watching when I came about this episode. And I just thought to myself, um, personally, I've never found Trevor Noah offensive or rude or anything. Um, But I just thought to myself, when and if comedy does come back, how, how, how will content have to change? when this is all over because now we've all become very sensitive to certain topics that just certain things that cannot be said anymore and maybe some of those things some comedians used as inspiration for their comedy so i just thought to myself how will that change and will it even change will comedians be affected by what outside opinions think because now everyone lately has an opinion we have so many social media platforms we have twitter instagram you know everything under the sun and everyone wants to be heard and so i just thought to myself i want to get some people's opinions on comedy now comedy moving forward are they offended by it so i gave them a few prompts some friends of mine and i just asked their opinion so the structure of this episode is going to be a little bit different uh because it's very difficult to get a, a lot of people together on one zoom call because you have to account for sound quality not interrupting each other it gets a little bit messy so it is not the traditional way that i do like an interview type of thing so you will be listening to the episodes via um uh voice notes but you know i will you know ease everyone into it make you understand the question and everything like that um but yeah i'm very excited for this episode because 
I must I've been intrigued about what's going to happen to comedy when this is all over. Is it a dying field? And if it is going to be a dying field, is it because of our generation? Is it what what's going to happen? I just have a lot of questions. So just before I get into the episode, I'm going to let all the girls introduce themselves and then we'll just get right out into it. So please enjoy this episode. I really hope you do. I hope you go back and have conversations with friends and families and you know, I hope it becomes like a healthy debate and something to look back at. Um, so enjoy the episode. So here are the girls introducing themselves. Hi, <laughs> um, I'm Karabo. Um, my age, 19. Um, my race, black. Nationality, South African, born and raised. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jade. I am oh, Jade, take Sarah. And I am white and I am 20 years old this year. Hello to all the listeners of the Night Shift podcast. I am Suniti. Very honored to be here. I'm 19 years old and I'm Indian South African. Hi, my name is Pearl Chingatai Dumbu. I am 19 years old and I identify as Black African. Hi, um, I'm Ashley. I'm a white lady and I'm 19 years old, going on 20. So now that you guys have been introduced to members of the, the panel, if I could uh, call my friends that, the panel of people that we have on today's podcast, the first thing I just wanted to Google about or research about is what is other people's perspective of our generation? And so I found an article by TTI Success Insights. It was published on January, January 16th, 2019, and it is titled 10 Defining Characteristics of Generation Z or Z or whatever you want to say. Um, so one of them is Generation Z is financially focused. They are entrepreneurial. They are all about technology. They enjoy other people's company. Um, they are competitive. Change is welcomed by Gen Z. Diversity doesn't even register with Gen Z. Generation Z prefers independence. Generation Z wants to be heard. Gen Z can can be a lot like their parents um and yeah those those were the main ones and i think i agreed with some not all i don't think it's fair to paint all of us with the same brush but i think for the most part that that's a good that's a that's a good i guess brief understanding of our generation but not every person in gen z is the same um but one thing that i think all of us know that our age group is um characterized for is being sensitive and not only are we known as gen z but also known as snowflakes known for just being very hypersensitive and what that means is that we uh well according to oxford dictionary is a tendency to be easily hurt worried or offended and offended is what stuck stood out to me I do agree with it to an extent that we can be especially offended by comments and maybe more so than other age groups. Um, 
and that that word specifically stood out to me. So one of the first questions I asked today's panel is, do you think we as a society have become too sensitive with regards to issues such as race, religion, sexuality, etc.? And do you think we've picked up the sensitivity from Western culture? Because what I have found, um, a lot of people, a lot of elder people say is that it actually, the question came about because there was a South African guy, a colored guy, um, who said that the N-word only started to become a problem when America made it a big deal. It only became a big deal to us when they made it a big deal. And whether you believe in that or not, point blank period, if you're not black, you shouldn't say it. And I had a conversation with someone about that, and I said to them, if if an American were to go call someone the K-word, I mean, it may be to them there's no history behind that word, but the word in itself is offensive, and it carries weight. So have we picked up the sensitivity from Western culture? Um is it true? And that, that's what I wanted to explore with them. So let me give you some of their, their opinions on that question. Okay, to answer that question, I think we... Hmm. I don't think we've become too sensitive. I think these jokes or topics have always become... I mean, have always been sensitive topics, but only now people are actually realizing that it's not okay to like joke about that or uh like talk about it in a disrespectful manner because these topics do do involve other people and do involve people's lives and identities um and i think as a society a lot of people are now realizing that and also a lot of a lot of people who may have thought that jokes were funny like long ago maybe 10 years ago are realizing that they're not because they're seeing like how it has affected their own lives or their friends lives so i think people are just putting um things more into perspective now because we are moving into a more like accepting and diverse society i think so no i do not think we are becoming too sensitive to these topics i do think that people do take it like a little bit overboard sometimes not overboard but in certain aspects where because I, I i saw TikTok like talking about um like fish and this one male fish was like beating up this other female fish and then people like in the TikTok comments were like, oh my gosh, like drown the fish, like that is not okay. And then other people were like, not you guys trying to cancel a fish and stuff like that. And then the owner of the fish was like, I'm not going to kill the fish for doing that, if that makes sense. So yeah, um, that is plain and simple. My answer to the question is um, no, I do not think that we're sensitive. Um. I do not think that we've become too sensitive. I just feel like now people feel like there's a platform or like 
sort of like medium for them to speak out on so a lot more people are speaking out it's not necessarily that like people's feelings have changed it's more like now people are able to be validated whereas like before people couldn't really speak up out of like fear or whatever it was but like now I feel like people can speak up more easily and express what like they're concerned about or offended by okay I'd like to start off answering this question by saying that I'm very happy that I'm part of this generation or the society that has taken it upon ourselves to try and educate ourselves more about these kinds of topics and also taken the time and still are taking the time to try and unlearn bad patterns and habits that have been ingrained into past generations and um you know I think it's it's nice to see that we as a group as a society are trying to better ourselves one step at a time um with all of this however I do think that sometimes sometimes um we get caught up in the minute details and become sensitive and lose sight of what we actually are fighting to better fighting to um you know change and we become too sensitive to things that we that aren't worth fighting about we should focus our energy on changing the bigger picture if that makes sense you know how sometimes when you're looking at um like when you're studying or something and you just you're not understanding the concept and it's just getting too much because you focused on all the little details and then you're missing the bigger concept or the bigger picture i think sometimes that we need to apply that logic to us being sensitive towards certain things um obviously without taking away from the issues at hand and you know dealing with them um i don't think that we've picked up this sensitivity from western culture per se but i do think um a lot of it has to do with social media presence and globalization and us becoming a smaller community um in the sense that we are all aware of each other's problems now and we are able to take it into our own hands kind of thing um yeah i personally do not believe that society has become more sensitive i do believe we have become more aware of the implications that our words have and how those words might make other people feel i think we've also become more aware about how those words could actually feed into maybe certain stereotypes and how and the harm that can actually cause someone else so oftentimes you do like to say that we are sensitive they like to call us sensitive but i think it's just awareness and that's actually quite beautiful and caring and loving in my opinion another question that was asked is whether or not i think this is because of western culture despite the amount of control that western culture does have 
I feel that it's not necessarily due to Western culture. I don't think Western culture is the only confrontational culture that exists. I believe in so many African cultures, there's a culture of confrontation and speaking up when you have issues or when you disagree with something. However, what I do think has made people more comfortable is the fact that we have social media and social media gives each person their own platform where they can advocate for themselves in their own cause. And not only can you advocate advocate for yourself and your own cause, you can also find other people who have the same cause as you. So it really brings together marginalized groups of people. And that also gives them more comfort and more space to speak up against any issues they might see in society, any issues they might have with society. Excuse my English. So... Yes, I I think that would have happened without Western culture in a sense, um, because social media just came. Maybe some people would say that social media is like some sort of product of Western culture in itself. That's another discussion on its own. But I'm seeing social media as something somewhat separate. I would say that, no, not really Western culture, but more social media giving people their own little voices. So I think it's really easy to brush people's offense off by saying they're being sensitive. And I think that's just a way of avoiding the fact that you've said something wrong instead of owning it and maybe learning about what you've said and why it's wrong. Um, you just like, you know, you're being sensitive. Um, and I think often when I get offended by things people say, um, people call me sensitive and I'm just trying to show them my side of the story and you feel kind of squashed under them just saying, no, you're overreacting. So, yeah, and I think in terms of how Western culture has shaped this, basically the society we live in is mostly Western culture because we took over the entire world, colonized it, and made them act how we act. So the, every every social structure we have now, not every, but most of the social structures we have now are based on Western ideals of how we should function. And I think that every joke that we make about this like hierarchy we've created is kind of is either breaking down those barriers that Western culture has created or strengthening them. And either way, someone is going to get offended by it. Um, I think we just need to learn how to get around it and how to make jokes that fulfill everyone's needs and make everyone feel good. One thing that I picked up listening to all the girls' opinions on this question is social media and having a platform and not to say that as Paul said not to say that social media is is a westernized concept um maybe it could be depending on how you see it but the fact that every social media everyone has a platform to say what they want to say and even if maybe not everyone hears them they're going to put their opinion out there for you to see and in some aspects, that, that could be the issue. And in some aspects, social media is quite important, quite relevant. 
because as jade said it allows us it allows not just us but people just to air out what they want to say and what i liked about what jade says is, is that perhaps we've been mis misread and that we're not sensitive but we've always had these opinions but now we have the platform to air them and i think if you put social media maybe in another in another time maybe earlier i feel like most probably it would have been the same thing where people would have said what they wanted to say it just so happens it now happened when we were born that we have now twitter and instagram and facebook and everything under the sun and tiktok everything to just be political um so i don't think we're sensitive but we're aware we're very self-aware and someone did mention that also um Suniti was talking about seeing the bigger picture and I do think sometimes that as Gen Z we tend to and I love our generation as she said I love you guys you guys are funny we are funny but I sometimes think that we send our energy into the wrong activism or we don't maybe have activism in the right way um so like for instance what garba was saying about the fish and how people are trying to cancel a fish like put that energy into something else and maybe this could be added on to cancel culture and how how we do cancel culture um because i feel like the most i think i've said this before in the podcast but the most like influential cancel culture was mute r kelly it was them deciding that we are not going to stream his music anymore and he lost numbers and that was that but now we're in a society and i had this conversation with another friend where we have to just say what we want to say just bash 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 and i feel like we should either it's either you love them or you don't like them and you just don't support them i don't think we need to put our grievances out there um but I think we need to channel our energy in the right way, cancel culture in the right way, if there is even is a right way, because I feel like there's such a negative connotation to the word cancel culture, but there is a, a proper way to do it. We just need to find a way around it. So my next question was, since we have been seen as being hypersensitive, is that a bad thing? Is it bad to be sensitive? Or does it just is it just not um i think it is because it makes people more aware of themselves and what they tolerate as funny or they tolerate tolerate as not being disrespectful or respectful um and it also makes people aware of other people's feelings and how they navigate themselves like through the world or how they interact with other identities that are not themselves so i think it is very important and it's a good thing that when you are interacting with someone that is not part of your identity or just someone that's different from you or even the same as you i think it is good that you are being sensitive to what they are feeling what what you say about them or what you joke about with them or talk about with them so i think it is a good thing and i think everyone should always be mindful of how they interact with other people and be sensitive of how they say things to other people because people perceive and live life differently so things you say to one person will be per like 
will be taken in differently than how you say it to another person, if that makes sense. Um, well, I don't think hypersensitivity is a bad thing, just like all other things that people feel, like everyone should be able to feel how they want to feel, and if they are a little bit more sensitive to something, then that's the way they feel about something. And I don't think it should be an issue, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a good or bad thing. It's just a thing that people have, and that's okay. Yep. I don't think that hypersensitivity is necessarily a good thing. I think in some instances it can be. But, like, anything in life, well, this is what I believe, I think you have to have a balance. You know, sometimes... um taking things with a pinch of salt or understanding things from a different perspective or taking a step back might be more productive than being hypersensitive in inverted commas to a certain issue or a certain topic or a certain um, something. I hope that makes sense. Um, I think we need to always have a balance, you know, if you're too sensitive, it's not good. And if you're too relaxed and nonchalant about things, it's also not good. I think finding a middle ground for that is a much better approach, especially like if we take a step back and look at how far we've come um, and all the things that we have um, overcome and um, managed to improve, I think that we sometimes need to look at that as well. And yeah. Well, when answering the previous question, I said that I believe society has become more aware. And I believe awareness is good. Awareness is this idea that you take in feedback from your environment, from your surroundings, and then you process it in such a way that you can now interact better with members of your community, your friends, your family, etc. While hypersensitivity essentially describes this idea that someone could be easily offended by someone. You're hypersensitive. It has that type of a connotation. Oh, you're easily offended when someone says X, you're always going to just get mad or something like that. And um, when it comes to hypersensitivity itself, I believe that despite it being similar to awareness, hypersensitivity could either be good or bad. And in the ways that it could be good is if someone is hypersensitive and when someone says something offensive to them and then they take offense to that and this person expresses that, it gives us as a society a place to start working from and improving things. So this person can say, I have an issue with this. And that's oftentimes a starting point where we can do work, where we can have more discussion, where we could think of better ways of interacting with each other as human beings. However, it can also be bad. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying it's bad for the person who said something to them, but it could be bad for the person who's maybe the victim in that situation someone who's had something quite traumatic said to them or what they interpret to be something traumatic that has been said to them um and we can't necessarily control that for that person so i believe it could be bad in the sense that it disrupts that person's peace 
if you're someone who every time someone says something to you and you get offended, then there's you're going to have less peace. If you don't have that type of a thick skin, I think it could really affect your mental health down the line or something. So yes, it's hypersensitive people do contribute a lot to society in terms of saying, okay, this is where we can improve, but their peace could be disrupted. They could experience other types of trauma, which might not necessarily be dealt with. So on the topic of hypersensitivity, um, even though I said society is definitely not too sensitive, um, I think hypersensitivity would more come in when you're, when you take jokes to heart or when you take things personally, because I think most jokes are meant in a way that's not meant to make you upset, it's meant to make you laugh, you know? And I think maybe when you take when you see a joke that offends you it wasn't meant in that way and maybe it just comes from a place of ignorance and you can't let ignorant people get to you because as soon as you start to let things that offend you get to you that's when it brings you down as a person in my opinion so you really can't let it get to you and once again really good points made from everyone one thing that I think everyone should take away and that is important is that even if you are hypersensitive, remember that your feelings are valid and you are a way to feel the way you feel. If something it is a sensitive topic for you, why is that? And Paul said that is the step towards having a conversation. Why does that make you sensitive? Because a lot of us have been offended by comments or jokes or something and sometimes you have to look and be like, why am I offended by that? And sometimes the case might be that someone has made a joke not knowing that it's something that you genuinely are insecure about, something that you think about a lot. So sometimes you have to look at yourself and be like, why am I offended by this? Maybe because it's actually true. Um, but another thing um, that was said is that you need to take everything with a pinch of salt. You cannot let every little thing offend you. You won't live life. Ashley just said it. You won't live. You you can't let ignorant people, but like you can't. You can't. And Ashley actually seg- segued beautifully into the next point. And she mentioned that sometimes people are hypersensitive with jokes that are just aren't meant to be, that are just not that deep. And that brings us into the next question. I found an article. The headline said, is the snowflake generation really, really about to kill off comedy? And that brought in the conversation of if you had to listen to your favorite comedian, uh, would you be offended today? And by today, I mean in the current society that we live in, with all the information that we have, if they had to say those exact same jokes that they said maybe two years ago, would you be offended? To be honest, I don't really watch any stand-up comedians. The only uh, like actual stand-up comedian that I've watched videos or like actively searched for their videos is Trevor Noah. Um, other than that, if I ever did watch like a stand-up comedy like piece, it would be like from like an Instagram video or something. But it's not like me actively looking for comedy people. Um, to watch and I can't even remember like 
any of the names of the people that I've watched on Instagram. But if I were to watch, I'll put it in my, I'll put my answer in the knowledge of like Trevor Noah because that's all I know. If I were to watch Trevor Noah's pieces now, would I be uncomfortable or would I be offended by it? Uh, personally, I wouldn't, I always like the topic of like Trevor Noah was always like a touch and go for me because I always felt that his jokes like when he'd put on like for example an Indian accent or a colored accent like all of those like accents I always felt like uncomfortable about that because I feel like I don't know how to say this <laughs> I feel like um comedians I always just get uncomfortable when comedians put on accents that aren't like their own if that makes sense um like I never felt uncomfortable when he would put on like an African accent because he is half he is mixed but like I'd always like get a sense of uncomfortability when he'd put on an Indian accent or colored accent because I'd always feel like how do like the Indian people colored people or like other people feel um about that and I also feel like when other people put on accents of like races or groups that aren't their own it's almost as I'm scared that it like encourages other people to say oh he does it so I can do it and then they start putting on an accent and it becomes really like offensive in like daily interactions if that makes sense like I don't know if like a white person saw Trevor Noah like put on an African accent and then now they'll be like oh he can do it so then I can do it and now goes to an African person and puts on an accent I would be offended if someone did that to me or if goes to like an Indian person and puts on an ac accent like I would be offended if that happened so I don't know if I'm feeding into like the snowflake generation because I know there's lots of people that um, think it's totally fine but that's just yeah that's how I feel about it accents they can be a very sensitive topic it's either you're offended by them or you're not and one thing that was said in the previous voice note is that if you allow someone to put on an accent it's almost like you're giving someone leeway to someone else to also do an accent and i think we've seen this in a lot of um there's a south african tiktoker who tends to put on a black accent and he's not even black it's just it's weird it doesn't make sense the jokes aren't funny i forgot his name but i don't care to know his name but it just it doesn't it's not tasteful it's not funny at all Obviously, Trevor Noah is a different story because he is mixed. He is black and white. So for me, I'm not offended when he does. And also, it's, I don't know if it's because he's black, I'm not offended, but it's, it's funny. It's funny. I don't know. Um, but another person who used to do things like that is Leon Schuster. If you don't know him, he is a South African um, comedian. I'm just Googling him real quick, so I'm getting my facts straight. But he's a, a comedian, I guess, filmmaker 
also apparently actor presenter singer apparently um but he used to do prank shows where he would disguise himself as someone else um and then prank people with anything like ugh, anything you could think of like for instance he did a prank where he was putting like a a body into a taxi but like it wasn't a real body um but when he did the prank i think he was com- he was disguised as a completely different race as a black man i think and he's disguised himself as many different races black indian um asian like any anything you can think of he has done and not only does he disguise himself but he also puts on an accent and i don't think he's ever been spoken about like no one's ever spoken about it and said leon that's wrong i don't think that's ever been a discussion but that's an example of someone who you know now we've decided that it's okay for him to do that and if you think it's okay for him to do that that's your opinion but just to give you an understanding of what Garb was saying that if you let one person do it it's as if you keep letting someone else do it I am reading an article from the 24th of June 2020 and that that is literally I think in the peak of Black Lives Matter absolute peak um and it is basically about Leon Schuster and it is saying that his six films are being removed by the streaming platform pending a review of the content um and by uh by streaming platform they mean Showmax uh, it was announced last week that Showmax would be reviewing its content for for being racially insensitive. And his response was, if this content causes anyone harm, then I don't want to do it. Uh, and another part of what I was reading says that, hold on, let me find it. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Why can't I? Oh, here we go. Leon Schuster, he adds, when films were released, the cinemas were packed shoulder to shoulder with people of all races, genders, and ages that laughed and enjoyed the films. But the political climate has changed, and I do not want to add fuel to the fire. When the people speak, I listen. Um, and it also mentions that he won't stop making films, but he will continue to do it in a respectful way. This is an article by News24. So if anyone wanted to know if people have called out leon schuster there is your answer um i can't really say a comedian that's like my favorite because i don't really listen to or watch standard stand-up comedy that much um but i don't think something that is funny to other people i don't think it should be funny if it's offending someone else like because there's lots of things that are funny out there that are not offensive to other people. Like, things I find funny and everything. But it's almost like something is not funny if it's offensive. Especially if it's, like, someone that you know gets offended by that. And it was probably, like, funny in the past because people were okay with that. But I feel like a lot more people are educated now. So they know it's not okay to joke about that sort of stuff especially if it offends someone but if it doesn't it's fine i am personally not offended by a show or a routine my favorite stand-up comedians do or any stand-up comedians for that matter um i think i do have 
a shift in mindset when I'm watching a stand-up comedy routine. Um, just to like put into perspective that they're in a controlled environment that allows certain remarks and certain jokes to be made. And there are still unspoken, unwritten rules, if I can say that. Like, there are limitations. And I think as stand-up comedians, they know these limitations. Yes, they might push the boundaries a little bit um, and stretch it a little bit. But I think for the most part, um, stand-up comedians understand that and respect that. And I think as the audiences go there to watch them or watch them on television or whatever the case may be, I think the audience also has an understanding um, so, no, I don't think I would be offended. I don't think I am offended. Do I think the snowflake generation will kill off comedy? No. I think there's always going to be something that people are laughing at. We're always going to find the joke in something, something small. There's, there's so many different types of humor that an entire generation just can't kill off all of them. And we literally have what tiktok which is just a a cesspool of <laughs> of um different types of humor uh, you know mixed with other types of content so no i don't think we're going to ever have humor die but i do think we're just asking comedians and viewers themselves and consum- consumers of media to be more aware of um the content that's being produced and consumed um, so that we can try and prevent ourselves from feeding into very harmful tropes and creating more poor interactions amongst ourselves as citizens of this planet. Um, oftentimes it does seem like maybe we're holier than thou, which is wrong, I, I because the reality is as a generation, as a snowflake generation, we ourselves oftentimes, yes, we might be woke and everything but in our minds or whatever we are but I know that because of the biases that I have for example there have been times when I laughed at jokes that fell into the category of racist homophobic transphobic sexist and now as a viewer and being aware of that now because again it's all about awareness I believe then I I do have a duty to say, okay, I'm aware of the fact that I have contributed to these things myself. Now it's also time for me to encourage not only myself, but others around me to try help fix this, to try help create more guidelines, create more space to make the content that is out there less harmful or the content that is now actually being produced now less harmful and start a conversation around that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with starting a conversation around it. Um, We just, I guess, have to change our tone about things. We shouldn't be like, oh, we're better than you. We know more because we mess up too. So I've heard a lot of people say the snowflake generation and like comedies dying and stuff, but I don't think it's true. I think, People are way too stuck in the past. Um, And I think those jokes have been made. Those jokes have been said. um, Why don't we make new jokes? New jokes that empower people. Um, I know I'm very funny. But I'm also... (laughs) 
I'm kind of funny, but um, also I don't make jokes that offend people. Um, how do I do it? I don't know. You need to let your comedy and your view of comedy evolve and grow. You can't just think of comedy as like it has to bring someone down. Maybe it can empower people, enlighten people, just make people laugh and have a good time instead. Now I wanted to take a minute to get opinions from actual comedians and no I don't know personally any comedians besides my friends but I just wanted to read some articles and see what other comedians think about this new censoring and progressiveness I guess that we're going through and um, a British comedian by the name of Ginny Ashir um, she wrote this for what's the name of this the independent Independent, yeah, that's the name of this website, yes. And she says, Usually when people were offended, they walked out and they told their friends and family, and that was the end of it. Now everybody has an opinion, and everybody has to let everybody else know what this opinion is, and something has to be done about it. Another comedian said, well, not comedian, but a, a radio presenter, Jenny Eclair, uh, she says that her aud- audience doesn't mind being addressed within the constraints of traditional male and female genders. Um, because that's that's another thing we need to be sensitive of now that, that we have a, a larger understanding of sexuality and pronouns and what can and cannot be said. Um, but she says that her audience, she says they aren't particularly petty because they're middle-aged women with real issues to deal with, such as dying parents and redundancies. They have bigger fish to fry. They they aren't actually sitting there thinking, oh, they called us ladies and gentlemen. I don't like that. And sensitivity, it it comes with, with age. Someone else may be offended that someone identified them as a male or female, but as we can see from this article, it's that the older generation just don't care. Maybe some of them do, um, but this is just what I'm seeing. Um, but I like what Ashley said, is that there is a way to move forward. I don't know what that way is, but there's a way to move forward and to you know, make less offensive jokes and just be more socially aware of what can and cannot be said. Um, I don't know if people or comedians fear that their jokes just won't be as funny because if that's the case, then you're not funny. It's kind of like people who think that, you know, dark humor or just really offensive things are funny um, because there's definitely a way to go about it. We just need to find the way, which leads me into my next question which is how far is too far and how soon is too soon. And I mean this in terms of dark jokes, jokes about historical events. Um, you know, people have made jokes about 9-11, about apartheid, about the Holocaust. Many people have made those jokes. Is it okay? Is it not? How far is too far? Where, where do we draw the line on that? Um, I think it is very difficult to pinpoint or to set like a time frame or say to what extent something is too soon or something is too far. Um, but I think it is subjective to the person. And the reason why I say it's subjective, I think 
factors as who you are, um, who you're saying it's to, and also what type of joke it is, then those factors come into play. Like for dark humor, I think what a lot of people misinterpret or don't understand about dark humor is that dark humor is supposed to be jokes about your experiences or your traumatic experiences that um quote unquote aren't you like supposed to be laughed at like you're making jokes at the expense of you but what like other people take dark humor as as making jokes about things that you're not supposed to laugh at so they people make jokes about things that don't apply to them identities or experiences um that they did not live through or they don't know anyone who lived through it and they're just making jokes about about it because for shock value or they because they think it's funny or whatever and that's where they cross the line because it's not their uh, it's not their joke to tell and also who they're saying it's to um also plays a factor like if i don't know like if a white male is making jokes about sexism to other males then that is not like a joke that's just them being sexist but i think it is different when a female is making a joke about sexism to other females I think it's different and also it also depends which females you are talking to or about so in blatant terms I think it is subjective and you can't really say when is too soon or when is too far because it's different for each person and each individual because for some identities and some people some jokes just won't should never be made around them should never be talked about or thought about because it's just too insensitive or the event was too traumatic um but for other instances or other groups of people they find come i don't want to say comfort but they deal with situations with humor so they can make those jokes within themselves but as soon as someone else says it, then it will be crossing the line, if that makes sense. Um, with the topic of how far is too far with the jokes, I would say, um, I don't know, just basically don't make jokes on touchy topics. Like, don't joke about apartheid. Don't joke about, like, the Holocaust. Like, they're not really funny topics. I mean yeah no there's nothing funny in there like it's kind of just common sense not to do that and also i'd probably say go to a level where like someone won't be offended by what you say which i know it can be difficult obviously because not everyone's perfect but you should have some certain extent of like a radar or something to tell like what's okay to say and what's not and if you don't like you can always just ask people and check with them i do think that there is such a thing as going too far definitely 100 percent 
um, as individuals, as comedians, I think that you have to realize that there are certain things that are acceptable and then there are certain things that are just off limits. And I think respecting those boundaries, even if they are unwritten, um, is very important. You don't want to lose your audience's trust and vice versa, you know. Um, I think an example of taking it too far would be a non-black person, non-black comedian using the N-word and then brushing it off as a joke. I think that is absolutely unacceptable that is taking it too far 100 percent um you know there's a fine line between a respectful joke and something becoming completely disrespectful and um something crossing the boundary crossing the line um hurting people so i think um Comedians need to obviously be very aware of that. And I think sometimes, um, rarely, of course, they aren't. And they go overboard and they say horrible things that are absolutely disrespectful and it's not okay. Yeah, so I do think there is such a thing as going too far. Okay, there are probably instances when it is too soon to make a joke about it. But I think in most situations, humor is used as a coping mechanism. So if you make a joke about it, then people can relate and it just makes dealing with the situation easier, you know. Um, obviously, there are instances when that is not okay and you can't do that. I think context is also very important when looking at things like how soon is too soon you know um for example i actually recently watched a one of the netflix comedy specials and um his name was daniel sloss and his show was its whole target and its whole aim was dark humor so he made he had a disabled sister who passed away and he made jokes about that because he could, because he was dealing with his trauma, you know, and he wasn't doing it in a disrespectful way. Because I think there's a very big difference between being disrespectful and making a joke about something. There, there's a very fine line. Um, but if you're able to stay on the right side of that line, I think it is fine. Um, however, there will always be instances when it is not okay to make a joke about certain things. Um, especially if you are coming from certain backgrounds and certain, um, you know, um, places and stuff like that. So again... I think context is very important when it comes to things like that. I can't give a generalized answer. Um, yeah, yeah.
how fast, too far, how soon is too soon. The reality is there's no answer to that because each person's answer is going to be so different. Usually as a society, we just go with majority rules. So if it seems like most people dislike something, then there must be an issue. But if only a few people dislike something, there might not be an issue. Yes, there are flaws with that approach, but realistically with so many people within so many communities, it's that seems to be the only way that works. Um, really, and I can't dictate how fast to find, how soon is too soon for communities that I'm not a part of. So... As a black female, black African female, let me even bring it down to that. I can say, if someone makes a joke about black African females, I can say, actually, I felt that joke was too far or I felt it was too soon to make that joke. And another black female could say, no, I felt that joke was too was not too far. And I believe that joke came at the perfect time and we could debate that. And, you know, that that does exist. However... If let's say someone is now a black African transgender female, I can't, and someone makes a joke about that group in particular, I can't tell them actually it's not too soon and actually it's not too far because I don't understand the experience of being transgender. And I have lots of privilege um, as someone who's not part of that community. For some people, that's genuinely their lived experience. And a certain joke could really be too far or too soon for them. And I can't and I can't control that. All I can do is listen and do more research as to why it is too far or too soon. And just go based off of what someone uh, what someone in the community says. And yes, there'll be vener- 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 variation in that community, but it's important for me to listen to all of them and see how they feel and try to be more aware and more accommodating and try to advocate for them when they really felt, no, this has gone too far, um, when quite a few of them have felt that way. So that's how I feel about too far, too soon, everything. How far is too far? I think to know where this line needs to be drawn, I think you need to know your shit about the topic that you're talking about because a lot of people don't know what they're making jokes about they don't understand they don't interact with the people that they're they might be offending with the joke and i think you need to do your research before you can make jokes about things because i think also then it makes it funnier because then you understand where everyone's coming from on the topic and you have a holistic view on your joke and I just think I just it just annoys me when people make jokes and they don't understand if you like I know a lot of I've watched a lot of comedians and stuff they make jokes like that could be offensive but they do it in such a way that they account for everyone that they could be offending or like explain why they see it that way kind of thing and I think that's important because if you just say things it just you don't know who it's going to affect and you don't know the whole weight of the topic. And I also think how soon is too soon. And how soon is too soon. I definitely think even with um, how far is too far for both of these, you need to know your audience and you need to know 
when people are going to be comfortable with talking about it and not only talking about it but maybe making fun of it and making jokes about it um i think you really need to think this through you can't just say things willy-nilly if there's any social media platform that does not shy away from the dark humor the type of content but you're not too sure if you should laugh or not is tiktok um i'm sure we've all come across those comedy pages where they'll say a joke and you're like oh i don't know if that was appropriate like there are these group of guys where they they stand around in a circle and then they say dark jokes to each other um but there is a guy his tiktok page is neil kohatka i probably butchered his surname and i'm so sorry but basically uh in the videos and he has other videos besides this but some of his videos are his stand-up gigs with other australians and um someone will give them a prompt such as something that straight men would never say and then each of them comes up and then they'll say something that you'd never hear a straight man say um so if i can i'm gonna put in two examples of those comedy shows that they did very short literally 15 to 20 seconds um of those and the first example is things you'll never hear good looking people say it's very innocent you know then the second one is things you'll never hear private school kids say and one of the jokes you could see it was kind of angled basically the guy said they found me guilty so he was basically saying that you will never hear a private kid say that they found me guilty which kind of shows you how in private schools you know money makes the world go around you can get away with a few things is that too far i don't know but did it get you thinking yes it did but that's just one of them so the first one kind of innocent second one makes you think a little bit even a little bit of commentary on the n-word but it's subtle like it's either you're gonna get it the first time or you're gonna have to listen to the joke a few times but there's different versions of that kind of thing on his channel so please go check it out um on tiktok uh but here are the clips things good looking people never say i really have to work on my personality (laughs) yeah i'm thinking of getting work done do you want me to take a photo of you too jess I just wish I was ugly. <laughs> Things that you would never hear a private school kid say. They found me guilty. <laughs> oi, 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 hold up, hold up, let the woman speak. <laughs> Who's R.M. William? <laughs> hey, I don't care if it's said in the rap song, you still can't say it. <laughs> Sometimes dark human, those kind of things really make you think. Um, that's what I've found, and I think that's what those TikTok clips show. Um, but just another thing that I, t- I took away um, from what the girl said was it is all about perspective. Um, it's all about the lived experience. Um, and there is, I guess we can say there is no clear-cut answer as to who gets the, who, how far is too far, how soon is too soon. Um, there's no way of determining that because 
there are some people who just don't make don't like some things are just not that deep for them and other people get heavily offended so even if i could take two people from the same community tell them the same joke it's not a guarantee that that person that both people are going to be like oh that was funny maybe one thinks it was maybe one thinks it wasn't so it really depends on the lived experience it depends on the context and it depends on the person because not all people read comedy the same um but what the most important thing is that if you're going to say the joke i think you should only be allowed to push that limit if you yourself have been in that situation if it is your own story to tell then no one can really tell you anything um but other than that kind of you need to be aware and cautious and aware of what you can say and if you have said something that is not your place to say educate yourself as to why this is wrong and why it's not your place because when you don't have an understanding of why this joke is too far it comes across as ignorant and it is ignorant because you don't know the context of it um but in the same breath you cannot please everyone and not everyone's going to think the joke is funny but if those are the if if there's anything i could say it's that if you've lived it i think you have every right to and just remember that other people may be traumatized by something that you have said so you need to just be it's it's a slippery slope it's a very slippery slope but it is what it is but that leads me to my next question which is who then gets the thumbs up to give these offensive offensive jokes? Who is allowed to do it, in your opinion? Uh, personally, people that I, who I think can make these types of jokes, I think it's just people who share the same um, identity as me. So, I... Uh, like a black woman can make jokes about black women or being black woman being a black woman um a light-skinned woman can make a joke about being a light-skinned woman a woman can make a joke about being a woman um a south african ethnic group can make a joke about south african ethnic like that south african ethnic group um and it won't be offensive to me personally. Um, it's just when other identities make jokes about other identities or social groups, that is when I think it crosses the line or it goes into the gray or area of, oh, this is offensive because it splits people saying, it splits people's opinions saying, no, but this person made the exact same joke and they're black, the only difference is that this person is this, 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 this. So I just think that to make jokes about social groups, you need to be in that social group. Because um, that also reassures me that you know the experience, you know the living experience that I have to go through um, every day. So making a joke about it won't be as offensive oh i think for me like i feel like people that i'm close to most of them know like what offends me and what doesn't so they'll kind of know like what to make a joke on and what not to and even with that like if they get it wrong like 
I always am not really shy to speak up and be like, hey, you know, that's not really that funny to me. So probably just people I'm close to, like, I don't know, family and friends and like, yeah, I wouldn't really say so much extended family, more like house family. It's like mom, dad, sibling. Yeah. Um, I think that generally most people would get a thumbs up from me <laughs> specifically to make these types of jokes um obviously they have to be respectful about the way and the manner in which they go about doing it because it can become disrespectful you know you have to have done your research to make a certain joke also um obviously i think people like myself so people who are Indian, um, South African Indian, um, you know, they are obviously allowed more leeway to make those jokes than other people, um, like other races, other religions, whatever. But I think, again, context is important. So, like, Trevor Noah, for example, he loves using indian people like as the as a basis of his jokes but he does that to like every group of people if i can put it that way and again like i'm not offended by that because i am very aware of the context and the setting and um the place where it is being done and by whom it is being done you know um so yeah so who gets the thumbs up to make offensive jokes the reality is i don't know if it were me and i were going about making jokes i would use the rule of thumb saying that i can only make jokes about my community um my you know, lived experiences in a lot of way and how that affects how I interact with other people. I think I can make jokes about that, but I still do think that while making such jokes, I have to remember to inject levels of nuance into the jokes so that I remind my audience that this is just a joke. It is not um, an absolute truth, right? And I think even as an audience, we need to remember that this is not a joke. This is just a joke. It's not an absolute truth. And we have to push ourselves to interact with the subjects of our joke. If we are maybe talking outside the community. But general rule of thumb, if it were me, I would keep it within. Yeah. Me, not one specific person comes to mind when I think about who can make offensive jokes um but i think generally i think it's funny to make jokes about your own group especially if you're making them about maybe stereotypes other people might have and you're just kind of breaking down those barriers and like you know like how like how like women and like gay people have like reclaimed the word bitch kind of thing like it's funny now to us but if someone if like a white man called me a bitch i'd be like who are you so i think it's who's saying the joke and if you're saying it about maybe your own group because you're reclaiming that word 
and I remember watching this one comedian, I don't even know his name, um, and he was an Indian guy, <laughs> and he was, like, addressing the fact that a lot of white people were saying that his jokes were racist about, like, the jokes he made about white people, and then he went on this whole rant about saying, like, how if <laughs> he, like, went through history with, like, if we captured like white people put them on boats sent them overseas and made them slaves um and all of these things like went through history but like white people instead of other groups <laughs> then he was like if i if we did that to white people and then we made jokes making fun of them that would be racist but it's not because that didn't happen it happened the other way around kind of thing and i thought that was really interesting and funny <laughs> so my understanding here is that the general rule of thumb that we're going with is that it's okay for you to say certain jokes if you have lived the experience if you if you are a part of that community um but other than that don't say it just don't say it i think that's pretty simple um if there's any comedians out there, I hope you're taking down notes so that moving forward, we, you know, we can still be laughing, but um, not offending or mocking each other. Um, but the final question is, do you think there is a way to make jokes less offensive or will comedy eventually die out? And I'm going to give my opinion first before I get to the girls. I, I don't think it's going to die out. And I said this earlier, there is a way to fix it. And I think from what we've heard from this episode is that there, there are ways to be funny without offending people. You can talk about experiences that are not traumatic or triggering to people and it can still be funny. Um, you know, there, there are ways around it. I really don't think that my generation is going to be the... I don't want this to be our fault but there are certain ways to work around it. It may be really difficult in the beginning, but I think we'll get there. Like getting used to pronouns and how to address people. That is going to be maybe a difficult shift for someone. But I'm pretty sure people would really appreciate if you took the initiative to just generally address everyone as, hi everyone, you know, as much as to someone else that's like really doesn't matter if you say ladies and gentlemen to others it does so let's just try transition in the easiest way possible and keep comedy alive um i really don't think it's gonna die out i hope it doesn't die out because of us but there really are ways to work around it and if there is something that offends you then i don't know what to tell you i don't know what to tell you email the comedian speak to them tell them that this offended you but talk to them and say this is why this is offensive and why you cannot say this um but i really don't think it will die out i think it's going to be here for quite some time and i think we're going to get some really good comedy coming out of quarantine i mean so many things have happened so many things have happened to everyone there's been quarantine dating there's been this and that so many things vaccinations so many things and i think with how intense the past year and a bit has been i think we need it i think we need to you know talk about it in a funny way and i know that there have been people who have lost family members to covid and 
I'm hoping that comedians moving forward will be sensitive to that. But we can still talk about like, oh, what did you do during lockdown? Oh, how is this date that you had online? Those kind of things without, you know, taking away from the severity of it. It's going to be really difficult, but I really think we'll be able to make the transition. I think it's possible. Ashley spoke about a video from a comedian that did come out and i know i think i know exactly what she's talking about um uh, the video was about reverse racism and white people were saying oh but if we said this we'd be seen as racist and then he explains he actually basically explained it but if you want to watch that video to understand what it's about it's by amir rahman uh the youtube channel is called fear of a brown planet and then like the subheading is reverse racism it will probably be the first thing you see it came out seven years ago three million views um so definitely watch it because i knew exactly what she was talking about as soon as she says it said it so um i would highly recommend but yeah that's what i wanted to say back to the girls uh i do not think that comedy will die out because i think that there is um, multiple instances of or multiple ways to make a joke without having it be at the expense of another person or another experience or situation or identity um i think they those these types of jokes have been made multiple times and are funny and i think it just proves that you don't have to involve such sensitive topics into your jokes for it to be funny um and i think i know for most people the humor comes in the shock value of oh i can't believe that that person just did that or i can't believe they just said that um ha 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 they're so crazy (laughs) um and i think that also can be applied to david dobrik because i know he recently got cancelled and looking back at his um his content and videos some of the jokes in his vlog or some of the things done in his vlog were done because of just shock value and i think that's why most people kept on going back to david dobrik or liked him so much because they were like oh my gosh like what what next is what is he going to say next like i can't believe he's saying this on youtube and like everything is fun everything is fresh or like same thing with shane dawson most of his jokes were based off of shock value and people like haha that's so funny um he's like he just says what he wants to say and i love that about him blah 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 blah. but now as a society when we look back at like these creators videos we see we see like the fault in their jokes and i think that their jokes some of their jokes were funny when they or could be considered funny when they weren't at the expense of another person or another group that they're not in because both of these people david and shane i'm talking about david and shane um are 
white males um, in America at that. So yeah, the jokes that they were making or the people that they were referring to did now it is coming to light that it was not okay to do such a thing. Uh, I definitely think that comedy will not die out because it's kind of like, I don't know, it forms part of your emotions or whatever. That's like saying, like, will people ever stop being angry? Like, no. Like, I feel like people will still want to, like, laugh and, like, you know, watch something that, like, makes them happy or, like, makes them laugh. I think it's just more that, like, people just need to be educated on what's okay to joke about and what's not okay to joke about. Um, that way, like, comedy can still be a thing for everyone to enjoy. And, like, maybe there's people that are okay with those offensive things being made. And then, sure, like, they can flourish, have their own personal comedians, whatever. Like, that little group can sit together. But just as long as it's, like, personal to them and not really, like, getting out what they're saying. I don't know if we necessarily need to make less, um, jokes less offensive. I think maybe... Um, clearer boundaries should be set out if people are feeling very offended by jokes being made in a stand-up comedy setting but I think most people and the audiences that go to watch these things do understand and have an understanding of you know the aim of the whole show Um, I don't think comedy will die out I think like everything, um, there will always be an audience for it. Like, not everyone is going to go and watch the opera, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, and not everyone is going to enjoy a slam poetry session or an open mic, um, you know, session at a poetry club or whatever the case may be. And in the same breath, not everyone is going to enjoy stand up comedy, but I think that there will always be an audience for it. I think comedy also unites people. Um, It makes people realize that their struggles are not, they are not in their struggles alone. There are other people experiencing the same things and in a weird way, it unites us. (laughs) Like, I was watching... um, Hassan Minaj the one day and he said something in one of his shows and I was like oh my word I thought I was the only one and it really just made me feel so much better and I had a good laugh about it so I think I don't think comedy will die out anytime soon Um, honestly this world is unpredictable but I really truly do hope that it doesn't because I think comedy makes a lot of things more bearable and easier to process and acknowledge and deal with so um i hope comedy stays strong and but again that's my opinion so that's what i have to say about it and yeah (laughs) i do uh, believe people can try to make jokes less offensive than the ways that i've described before um, but nothing's ever foolproof. And of course, people probably have better suggestions than me because I'm not an expert. Um, I do also commend, like just last thing, I do commend comedians for the work that they do. They try to make people laugh. They entertain us. They 
try to inject some level of cultural commentary and all these things into it. And um, that's a beautiful thing. The fact that oftentimes comedians actually bring people together. So I still do respect them for what they do, for the territory that they tread, because they could offend people. A lot of them have said something that's probably offensive. Um, but, you know, what's important is them putting in the effort to listen to feedback from members of the community, whether or not they liked the content, what they did and did not like about the content. Um, and moving forward and, you know, continuing to make more content that maybe highlights their past mistakes um, and or or maybe, you know, works to, you know, show a different side of someone maybe that they reduced to some sort of stereotype in a previous thing. So, yeah, um, comedy will not die. You know, com comedians work to keep it alive. A lot of entertainers work to keep it alive. And, you know, as a society, we we support these people for a reason. They do exist for a reason. I do think, though, that um, there's nothing wrong with us expressing our concern in certain situations. So, yeah. Thanks. Bye. So, believe it or not, um, there's many different types of jokes out there. Um, like, I think we've been making the same jokes over and over and everyone's just talking about how comedy is going to die but you don't think about all the everyday things that are just so hilarious that don't shame anyone don't offend anyone don't make doesn't make anyone too sensitive um everyone can just have a laugh and i think also are we really gonna keep telling the same jokes that we used to tell in a society that we don't really want anymore in a society that we want to move away from are we still going to tell the same jokes and have the same material in our new day and age i don't think i don't think so i think we i think we can do this i think we can still be funny um 100 <laughs> what we can take away from today's episode is that comedy is not gonna die out it's going to be here forever. And um, if you're going to go to a comedy show, just have some thick skin. You know, you probably probably will be offended at some point, but you're going to have a good time also. But also, let's not forget to, you know, call out those who are making really offensive jokes and who aren't in the position to be making those kind of jokes. Let's keep educating each other, keep educating people. And just, you know, make this world a better place. And if people think that my generation is sensitive, then so be it. Maybe in some aspects we are. But maybe sometimes we hold each other accountable and keep each other in check sometimes. And sometimes we take it too far. But read it as you may. But yeah, guys, we've come to the very end of the episode. I really enjoyed this episode. Listening to everyone's opinions. Taking a step back from the mic a little bit and just letting other people speak. It was really great. So I want to thank Garabo, Jade, Sumiti, Pearl, and Ashley, my homies, for being a part of this. Um, I know this is probably a very long episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like more content like this, more things based on my generation's opinion or other generations' opinion on something, please, please, please let me know because this was really insightful, really enlightening. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed doing this. And um, 
all I can say is subscribe to the podcast. You know the drill. Um, follow the Instagram page, the dot nightshift dot podcast. Share this podcast. I think share this out and get other people's opinions and start a conversation. If there's a comedian out there. I don't know, Hassan Minhaj or Trevor Noah who would like to be a part of this podcast one day. I make myself laugh because I know that's ridiculous. But if you want to hit me up and let's have an open discussion about this, then let's do that. Let's converse. So, yeah, you know the drill. Subscribe, follow the Instagram page, share this with your friends, your family, of all age groups, all age groups. I'd love to hear your opinions. Please, 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 please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating. I would love to see a review, though. That would be pretty cool. If you're going to leave a rating, leave a five-star, nothing less. Um, but, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a good evening. Thank you to the friends who are part of this. Um, I hope everyone could take something away from this episode. I know it was really long, but I hope it was enjoyable to you to listen as much as it was for me to record and edit. Um, and yeah, thank you once again. Bye, guys.